In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Immaculate heart of Mary, pray for us. All angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Welcome everybody to our virtual retreat. This is actually my first time doing a, a virtual retreat, and I'm happy to be with you. And um, uh, today I'm going to be talking about um, the title of this retreat is Learning from Mary to Grow in Grace During Difficult Times. And if we know we're going through a difficult time right now with uh, the coronavirus. And so, but you know, God wants us to grow and, and receive an abundance of grace during this time. Um, so let us take advantage of, 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 if, of this time, if you will, and, um, and, and learn from Mary because she is the perfect model so that we may grow in grace and not, and not waste this moment. Um, so um, uh, first I'm going to talk about the fact that many of us really don't receive all the graces that we that God wants to give us. Um, in, in the diary of St. Faustina, we hear the saint writing, Today I saw the crucified Lord Jesus. Precious pearls and diamonds were pouring forth from the wound in his heart. I saw how a multitude of souls was gathering these gifts, but there was one soul who was closest to his heart, and she, knowing the greatness of these gifts, was gathering them with liberality not only for herself, but for others as well. The Savior said to me, Behold, the treasures of grace that flow down upon souls, but not all souls know how to take advantage of my generosity. So we see here, you know, our Lord is so generous. He wants to pour out an abundance of grace upon all of us. But unfortunately, many of us do not know how to receive them. We miss out on them. There are some people who do, and they are saints. They know how to take advantage of God's generosity. And so hopefully this retreat will help uh, all of us, help you uh, learn too, to take advantage of um, God's generosity. And we do this by really imitating Mary because she is full of grace and uh, she is the perfect model. And I'll go more into that. Um, but let's first be, let's talk a little bit about grace. We've all used the term, we, we all hear it all the time, and we have a good understanding of it, but let us go a little bit deeper um, to, to understand it um, more so that we can take advantage and, and learn to grow in grace. Many people don't even realize that we can grow in grace, but we can. We, we in, a, in a way, have control over how much uh, grace uh, we receive. So the Catechism tells us that grace is favor. It is free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call to become children of God, adopted sons, partakers of the divine nature and of eternal life. Let me break that down a little bit. There are really three essential elements in this definition of grace. First, it is this undeserved help that, that God gives us. It's this gift that he gives us. But and the second part is really essential that I want to focus on. The second part is our response. It's, it's a free gift that God gives us to respond to his call to become his children. And so the second part is our response. So the more we respond, the more graces we will receive. Many people miss out on the grace because they fail to respond or fail to respond in an optimal way. Um, and then when we do respond, we 
enjoy the fruits, which is we become holy, we become like God. We share in his life and in his love, even and in his holiness even more. So, um, so Mary, she knows how to respond and the saints know how to respond. And so that's why they're filled with grace and holiness. And so um, by imitating Mary, we too can learn to respond um, in an optimal way uh, to receive all the gifts that God wants to give us. So, um, so now that we know a little bit about grace, um, let us um, talk a little bit about Mary. Um, so Mary, as, as we know, is the, uh, she's full of grace. And, and why is it that she's full of grace? Well, first, because she is the mother of Jesus, the mother of God. But also, secondly, it's more about her response. It's because that she is the perfect disciple. She knows how to respond. She has the perfect dispositions that are most conducive to the reception of God's gifts. So, um, you know, in, in the Bible, we hear um, somebody said to, to, to Jesus, while he was speaking, a woman called out and said to him, blessed is the womb that carried you and the breasts at which you nurse. He replied, rather blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. So Jesus is saying Mary is blessed, not so much because the fact that she is his mother, but the fact that she listens to the word of God, observes the word of God, respond to the word of God. Right. So that's what makes her so blessed because of her free will. We know that Mary has free will. And so and she uses that free will in a way that is most pleasing to the Lord. And so that's the that's really the key is how do we use our free will? Um, in response to God's gifts, in response to his invitation, to holiness, to perfection, to share more fully in his life. And so, and, and the, many people do not use their free will well. Many people don't respond, and so they miss out. But let us learn from Mary and respond, especially during this difficult time when God challenges us and he calls us to respond and calls us to, to grow. Many people may be given to despair, discouragement, depression, but um, learning from Mary, we, we, can, we can rise above that. We can see God's gifts and his love and his providence amidst the, the suffering, amidst the challenges that we're going through. Um, so, um, and so um, Mary is, is really is, is our, 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 our mother, but also our model. Um, you know, she is God's masterpiece. She is perfect. And so, you know, Jesus gave her to us to be our mother. While on the cross, he looked down to Saint um, to, to to Saint John and Mary, and said to Mary, "Behold your son." And then to Saint John, "Behold your mother." This is his last gift to all of us. Saint John represents all of us, and um, this is his last commandment and his last gift. And it's really uh, outside of his own life. This is the greatest gift he's giving us, Mary, to be our mother and to be our model. And so we behold Mary, we accept her like St. John, you know, you know, and then right after that, St. John takes her into his home. And so St. Uh, Pope Benedict XVI says that that means he takes her into his interior life as well. There's a deeper spiritual meaning there. So taking Mary into our spiritual life and have her help transform us to be more like her to take on her dispositions, her responses, so that we may grow in holiness and perfection and grace. And um, 
So these, some of these qualities that I'm, I'm going to be mentioned throughout the, this retreat, it's really nothing new. It's probably, it's, it's part of the, the Catholic tradition and the saints know about it. There's many, um, uh, writers who've written about it. So, but it, but it helps maybe you to learn, but also just to, to be reminded to practice these dispositions, to cultivate these positions in order to grow in perfection. So the first disposition, uh, really is humility. Right. So with all that's happening, God is teaching us a lesson is to be humble. Sometimes we can do everything. We feel like we're in control and and um, we're invincible. But this COVID-19 teaches us that we're not invincible. Right. All the powers of the world, all the powerful countries and and all the advancing technology and medicine and science. Right. Right. It's this little virus that has brought the world to its knees has, has, and, and, and all the power and, and the, uh, the human um, autonomy, right, has, has put, been put to a stop. And so, um, and so we, we have to be humble during this period. We realize that there are things that are beyond our control, that we, we can't control everything, and that we're not invincible, and that we are, you know, we are powerless, and that we do need God. We do need to depend on Him, and that we're not self-sufficient. And so humility is the key here. And the more humble we are, the more God will lift us up. Humility is a key uh, virtue of Mary and the saints and even Jesus Himself. Right. And so this is key, you know, because God doesn't want us to be proud because being proud is, is, is sinful. And it's it's one of the, it's the worst out of the seven deadly sins. And so I think the world and many people have become very prideful and very proud. And this um, this uh, pandemic is teaching us a lesson to not be proud, but to to let go and to be humble. So let us examine humility a little bit more. What does humble humility mean? Well, it comes from the word humus, which means uh, ground or earth in Latin, and means grounded. And we, we hear this from the Bible from, from the very start. We hear, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And um, And so... Right. So we, we are formed from from the ground, from Adam and Eve. Right. We're formed from dirt. That's our origin. So somebody who's humble is grounded. They know their origin. They're not full of themselves. They, 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 they know who they are and, and they're comfortable with that. Right. So and then after every Ash Wednesday, when we receive the ashes on, on our foreheads, we, we hear again, uh, we're reminded, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. And so that keeps us humble and not be full of ourselves, but know that ultimately, you know, we, we are made of dirt. Um, and so somebody who's humble is grounded. They, 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 they are down to earth. They um, think they know themselves and they're comfortable in their own skin. Um, St. Teresa of Avila says that humility is truth. The truth of uh, knowing the truth of who we are and the truth of who God is. God is the creator. He is the all-powerful, all-loving God who is in control of everything. And who are we? We are but his creatures. We, um, we, are, we have to depend on him for everything. We're not self-sufficient. We're weak. We're vulnerable. We're sinful. And so we're nothing without the Lord. 
right? And so we have to depend on him. So humility is truth, knowing the truth of who God is and who we are. And then that sort of gives us this certain freedom um, because, you know, many people are suffering during this time with anxiety and, and this lack of control and uncertainty and fear and doubt. But once we are humble, then we let go. We know that, uh, that somebody else is in control and that we can depend on him and that we do depend on him, that we have to depend on him and not, not on ourselves. And that is a good thing. Um, so, um, and so knowledge of God and knowledge of selves really does lead to humility and to, to know the truth of who we are, our limitations, our weaknesses, and our complete dependence on God. And, 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 and so, um, that gives us, in a way, just a peace of mind, uh, this calmness, this uh, resignation that, that, uh, there, that there are things beyond our control, but God is in charge. But, you know, there are things that we are good. We, we do have gifts. We do have talents. Um, but we acknowledge them as God's gifts. We know that we really didn't come up with them on our own. Sure, a lot of us are talented in different ways. Some of us are very smart. Some are very talented. And um, some are uh, attractive. Some are funny. And, you know, we have different qualities. And that's great. But let us remember the source of all these gifts. Right. And, and they are gifts. Sometimes we, we let them get to our head. Right. We, we get conceited and arrogant because of our gifts. But they really are God's gifts to us. And so w- without God, we wouldn't have these gifts. So we give thanks to God. So we acknowledge that there are, there are good things about us and there are good things that we can do. But we also acknowledge rightly that they come from God as gifts. Of course, we work with God and we cooperate and we try to cultivate these gifts, but ultimately it's all grace. Um, and so we don't get a big head. We're not full of ourselves. We accept our gifts. We acknowledge our weaknesses and our complete dependence on God, who is the source of all that is good. So like I said, um, not, not only is this a quality of Mary, but it is a quality of Jesus himself. Jesus tells us in the Bible, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. Right? Jesus is telling us, this is really, I think, the only time in the Bible where Jesus says, hey, imitate me, look at me. If you, if you want to be my disciple, then be like me. And what is it about me that I want you to imitate? Be humble of heart, right? Be meek and humble of heart. Don't be like the world. Don't be like the devil. Don't be like your, your, your first parents, right? Don't think you're self-sufficient. Don't be prideful, but be meek and humble of heart like me. And so Mary takes on this, this, um, this saying and this quality in the most radical way. She is the most perfect of all disciples, the most humble of all disciples. And the saints know this, and they all strive for humility. And so we use this opportunity as well to grow in humility, to, to know ourselves, to accept our weaknesses, and to be okay with that. Jesus again tells us in the in in the Bible, and this is a a, a common theme. I'm just going to use some passages to highlight um, to make my point. But if if you read the Bible, you'll see this common theme occurring over and over and over again about the importance of humility and dependence on God. Jesus said in the um, Sermon on the Mount uh, on the Beatitudes, he said, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." 
And that's what it means to be poor in spirit, to know that we are weak, that we are limited, and that we don't have everything. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the solutions, and that's okay. We are poor in spirit. We are destitute. We have empty hands, and so we turn to the Lord because we have to depend on Him and not on ourselves. And so the, the poor in spirit are those who are humble. They know their limitations. They know their poverty and, they, and their complete dependence on God, and theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then Jesus also tells us about, I guess you can call this the great reversal, right? In the world, people, um, they want to be powerful. They want to be recognized. They want to have fame and, 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 and ego and all that. But Jesus is the opposite, right? He says, those who are proud will be humbled. Those who are humble will be exalted, right? Jesus said this, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Just a common theme. And just this reminds us of what it means to be a disciple, is to, to be humble. So if, if we want God to lift us up, um, then, then be humble. But if we want God to humble us, to, uh, to teach us a lesson, then go ahead and be proud. And uh, Jesus um, leaves it up to us. Um, and another, another way of looking at this is, um, is to be childlike. To be, and Jesus said in in, uh, in the Bible, "Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven." So, as you know, children they know their limitations, they know their weaknesses, and their complete dependence on adults, on their parents, on others, and so we should too take on this childlike quality you know because after you know now that we're adults somehow we think we know everything we can do everything and we're full of ourselves but Jesus tells all of us even the adults especially the adults is to be humble to be childlike um, to, to know our limitations and to depend on God. You know, this reminds me of St. Therese of Lisieux, uh, the, the little flower who teaches us about the little way. And she, um, she said that she's like a little girl who can't walk very far without falling. And she needs God the Father to pick her up, to hold her in his arms and to carry her. And she's fine with that. She's not surprised at her weaknesses. And she's... Um, she actually feels that her weaknesses help her because the more the weaker she is, the the more limited she is, the more God will help her. And so and and, and so that that's how it works. You know, if we think we're self sufficient, if we think we can do it all, then God will leave us to our to 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 our own devices. But if we are humble, if we know we we need the Lord, then He will pick us up. He will act more more in our lives he will be more present and, and he will work in our lives and give us more graces and and so um and so mary like i said how do we know that mary is humble well we can hear from her own words um her she didn't say a whole lot in the bible but whatever she said is significant and reveals a lot about her soul her disposition her heart she said behold i am the handmaid of the lord Right, the handmaid of the Lord. And so this is when Saint Gabriel appeared to her at the Annunciation. She identifies herself as the handmaid of the Lord. In, in another word, a slave of the Lord. Somebody who's not important, somebody who's not powerful, somebody who's not self-sufficient, but someone who is weak, is limited, is lowly, and sir is there to serve and depend on God. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Um, 
And then, and then he, she goes on to explain how God works, what he does with the lowly and what he does with the proud. And uh, she says, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. Again, uh, uh, identifying herself as just a lowly servant. Then he has cast down the mighty from their thrones and then lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Right. So Mary knows how God works. And this has just been in the Old Testament as well. You know, all these things that Jesus speak about, humility and and so on. It's nothing really new. It's just a continuation in a way of the teachings of the Old Testament. So Mary knows how God works and how he loves humility and how he lifts up the lowly, the needy, but the proud he will cast down. So we, too, should learn, be reminded the importance of um, of being humble if we want God to be on our side, so to speak, if he wants, if, if we want him to lift us up. So um, uh, maybe think of this image, those of you who are um, maybe familiar with construction, you know, like the first thing you do, the first thing you do uh, when you buy a, a lot of land, a piece of land, and you want to build on it, what is the first thing you do? It's really about clearing the ground. Right, clearing the ground because when you buy a piece of property, a piece of d- land, there's overgrown bushes and dirt and rocks and weeds and trash and all kinds of stuff. So before you even lay the foundation, you have to clear the ground, and that's what humility means: clearing the ground of pride, pulling up the weeds of pride, so that we can start to lay the foundation for 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 faith and the other virtues. So really, so that's why I start with the. Um, uh, with humility, because without humility, we're not going to grow in grace. We're not going to grow in the other virtue. We're not going to grow in in our union with the Lord, in our life, in in in, in the life of God and, and His love. So humility is really key if, if we are to start building uh, a spiritual life, a, a house of prayer, an interior life, um, a life of discipleship and holiness. Um, you know, just another reference to St. Faustina and the Divine Mercy Diary, which we, Divine Mercy, which we celebrated um, not too long ago, just recently. But um, so um, Mary revealed to St. Faustina the three virtues that are dearest to her um, and, 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 and most pleasing to God. And what are they? Well, the first is what? Humility, right? Humility is the first um, um, virtue that is that is dearest to Mary and most pleasing to God, humility. Uh, just so you know that the second and the third are purity and love of God, but humility comes first. So um, this is just a common theme among the writings of the saints, the teachings of the, the spiritual masters, the tradition of the church. So um, we realize that humility is, is, is central. Um, Jesus even said also in um, to St. Faustina, Today bring to me the meek and humble souls, the souls of little children, and immerse them in my mercy. These souls most closely resemble my heart. I pour out upon them whole torrents of grace. I favor humble souls with my confidence. Again, Jesus is repeating how he loves humble souls. They most resemble him and, um, and how he lifts them up, how he pours out torrents of grace. Um, but and and we'll lift them up. So, 
And then conversely, um, Jesus also said that uh, being proud is not a good thing and that he will he, he, he will, in a way, um, take away graces if we are proud. He says to St. Faustina, I have wanted to exalt this congregation many times, but I am unable to do so because of its pride. Know, my daughter, that I do not grant my graces to proud souls and even take away from them the graces I have granted. Right? So he said to Faustina, so much he, he has wanted to exalt her congregation, but there are proud souls in there. And so he cannot do that. He won't do that. He will not contribute to our sin. Um, and so he said he, he'll even take away graces that he, that he has given to those who become proud. So let us be careful. Jesus wants to lift us up and, and be very generous to us in terms of grace. But it's up to us. He doesn't want us to be proud. So the more humble we are, the more he will pour out his graces upon us. And the more proud we are, the more he will take away. So um, so think, I'll leave you with this image. So think of the seesaw, right? We used to see in the playgrounds in the park, the seesaw. So think of yourself sitting on one side and Jesus sitting on, on the other. Or, and then just the more, what happens when we lift ourselves up? We lower Jesus. In a way, we're telling him, Lord, I don't need you. I'm self-sufficient. I can take this. I can, I can, I can, I, I can take care of this. I can do it. And then, and then Jesus is no longer present and active in our lives with his, with his graces. But if what happens when we lower ourselves, we lift him up. We say, Lord, I am nothing. I need you. And then he is really present and active in our lives with graces. So let us learn from Mary, Jesus, and the saints during this difficult time. Um, and let us take on the, the really the, the, the key and the most and the first and uh, the most important and the, and, and the first essential virtue or disposition of Mary, which is humility. So once we have acquired this humility, knowing our limitations, our weaknesses, then we're not so anxious, then we're not so fearful then we're not so um, agitated, but, but we're okay with that, knowing that uh, we are weak, knowing that we're limited, and, and, and learn to be okay with that. And, and, then, um, and then we can depend on God, right? Because we know that he will, he will make all things right, and that the more humble we are, the more he will lift us up and bless us with an abundance of grace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.